I really cannot wait for this intro to be over. These losers think that they're just so funny. Whoa! Weird! They're sleeping on us! Y'all forgot about us. Y'all don't know we could sing, did well, you? They, they, they knew we had good voices. They didn't know we had that good We just voices. crushed it. Guys, today, Drew, get real close to the mic. I need you to whisper to them. Tell them what we're talking about. Bring in your ear holes, because we got something to whisper to them. We're talking about... Sex. We're talking about sex, guys. We're talking, we're talking about, about sex, SCX. baby. Talking about you and me. Not me and Drew, because we're married. <laughs> we're married we're to married women. To girls, guys. We got ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, guys, it's so okay to talk about sex. It is. Okay, let me ask you, is it okay to talk about sex in church? Yes, why not? God made sex, and sex don't hurt. God made dirt, and he also made church. There it is, guys. You never heard that growing up? That's should, a huge we thing. Do, we should sing that at the beginning that's of the podcast. That's a big thing, guys. Instead. That's huge. That's a big thing where we're from. We're both Southern boys. Southern but boys. It, I don't know if it's a Southern culture. Making some noise, noise. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a Southern culture or not, but like I never heard the word sex in church. No. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't really talk no. about it. It was very uncomfortable. I didn't hear the word... It. I didn't hear the word sex at home. Like I, I didn't hear the word penis till well. That's I heard it at four because my mom made me learn all of the the scientific terms very young. You so. didn't have any nicknames. It no, was just straight I, by the book. Yeah, I was the only kid in class, and every the kids were like, "What about my wanky?" And I'm like, "Guys, <laughs> what are we talking about here? This is not scientific." Um, but that's yeah, hilarious. It's, yeah, it was it was interesting. I think that was crazy. But guys, we really like we wanted to talk about this because. A lot of people seem to like it. That's it's very bizarre. Why do I people know, like sex? I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know. Everybody talks about it. Yeah, all it's they talk on, about all sex the magazines. Is, sex is bottoms that you know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know about all this stuff. I mean, it's fine. But guys, what we're trying to talk about is sex bad? Is it bad? Do people think it's bad? Do people think sex is bad? Here's the thing. Do pe- people in the church? The way that we were brought up is I wasn't brought up that it was bad. My parents never taught me it was bad, but I didn't have a lot of like mentors or people that explained to me that it's just about, it's not not about the act, it's about being married. That's the most important yeah, part. Totally. Yeah. And um, I, I heard that at church, but it was almost like it was just like flown by. It was like, oh, oh sex, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Here we go. Let's talk yeah. about uh, Jesus walking on water. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, but... Um, a lot of people ask, they're like, I love the name of your podcast. I love Sex, Drugs, and Jesus Christ. Um, not in that order. Or that they like, I love the podcast, not Sex, Love, and Drugs, and Jesus Yeah, Christ. yeah, but, absolutely. But they're like, are you actually going to be talking about sex? Are you actually going to be talking about drugs? And today, we get to talk about the numero uno word of our podcast. Today's the day, guys. The thing about it is, Drew, question. Give it to me. Do you think it's okay to have sex without your wife? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not what that means, guys. I don't mean like that. I mean, if you, I mean, if you weren't married, Easy. no. If you weren't married, do you think you should be having sex with another woman? Period. Yeah. In general, no. I don't think it's right. Why? Uh, Why not? Why don't you think it's right? I think. Um. I just. I grew up and I just knew biblically that that wasn't that was right. The Lord really blessed my adolescent years, my teenage years, my twenties. Um, and just, he With just, you being so beautiful? Me being so beautiful is one. Yeah. And I just had huge. to, I've seen pictures I just of had you. To I slap people out of the way because I was just, I was super hot. I know. You're like, get back. Yeah. And so a lot of people don't know what DJs or people that do podcasts look like. Let me just tell you, I'm looking at Carl right now. 
just a hunk of handsome. And um, <laughs> I'm looking at myself and, and the reflection of the monitor, and it's almost a spitting image of hunk of handsome. And we're both very... <laughs> very beautiful two boys. There's there's at least once a day I get called gorgeous. That's true. I know. And that's I've a hard been, word I've, to say. That is. I've been with him, too. Yeah. Um, guys, the reason that... Because I agree with Drew. I don't think if you're married you should be having sex. It is not about the sex. That has nothing to do with it. It is about the side effects and the things that happen after you do that. What like so? People instantly think, "Yeah, that's that's right." Like, I don't want to get a girl pregnant. Is that the only side effect to having sex? I mean, no. I mean, that's a big one, though. Is that yeah. when you have a kid? Like, I think that changes life. I mean, Drew and I have both been married for um, a little bit of time now. Neither of us have kids, but gosh, I, we got friends with kids, and I can't imagine having a baby right now. That would be yeah. crazy. It'd be crazy. Guys, I'm talking about the side effects that it does to you mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the side effects that it does to you spiritually. That's the really two big things that I wanted to hit on, because that is like a big thing. Um, let me ask you, we're guys, we are super open on, on this thing. So obviously, we have no problems talking about things that... Um, you might have not heard heard about in church. Yeah. So Drew, let me ask you: Did you did you struggle with things growing up? I mean, as a man, we we have things that we struggle with. Uh, it seems as collectively as a lot of guys that I've talked to. I mean, what about you? What's your story? Yeah. So for me, um, I did struggle. I, I lust in many different ways and things like that. And um, lust of the eyes has just been the nightmare of my life. Tell them what that means if you're not if just, you weren't a church boy. Just looking at at things I shouldn't look at. Sure. Um, I never I never would say that I had like an addiction to pornography and I would sure. say that was a way that the Lord has um, just blessed me and shielded me from a lot of those types of things. That's awesome. Um but uh, I've seen it, you know. Sure, I've, sure. I've purposely looked at it before. Sure, and, same. Um I think that I think that the statistics are even like Way down into the teenage years, or maybe even not even teenagers, or scary. The average, the, the average um, person that looks at pornography is thirteen. Yeah, and that's that's huge. And we don't want to talk about it in a sense that it's not a big deal. It's that's massive. Yeah, but, it's a um, really big deal. The Lord protected um, my purity through dating, and um, I was able to save that for my wife, and she was able to do the same. And it's, it's such a blessing for us and for our marriage. And um, it's 100% nothing that I've done, but it was 100% um, the Lord giving us that story. That's amazing. So um, that was, that's, that's a huge blessing in our life and um, in our marriages to be able to say that and, and to be able to know that, that it's possible through Christ and um, just leaning on Him and um, walking with Him through that journey. And, and it's hard. Like it's not, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Uh, we dated for four and a half years and we were engaged for six months of those four and a half years. Wow. And it was hard. Like it was, you, you think that you're getting close to the finish line so it gets easier when yeah. you're engaged? It doesn't. It's yeah. just like, well, we're engaged. Like what's off limits at this point? It's huge. But, um, but the Lord really um, commands us, you know, to, to not to not have sex outside of marriage. Yeah. And um, that's one thing that He just really, really uh, fought for us in. That's in huge. Our, in, our, in our life. What about you? What's, what's your story? Man, to be honest, I grew up and I, I struggled with it. I didn't understand really what lust was or a spirit of lust or what of that. And, and if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this, and you're like, this is stupid. This doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, I, I, I was one that struggled with it. Like, um, I, I had a problem with porn. Um, I messed around with people. I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't keep myself faithful like I should have for my wife. And that was something that, even to this day, I still have to deal with the uh, recompense of that, like the the things that those brings, and that is, um, guys, that's something that if I could just 
tell tell you guys about and, and just in not a sense of the way of like warning you guys, but almost just be like, if you do anything, if you if you're struggling with something in your life, um, man, today is always the day to to try to end that. Mm-hmm. And, and let me explain that to you a little bit. Um, so let me give you an example like this, Drew. Have you ever? Do you know what a soul tie is? You actually just explained it right before we hit record, but I haven't ever heard a soul tie. I've heard I've heard the idea, but I never heard it called a soul tie. Yeah, give me okay. Give me an explanation. Of that. So, guys, a soul tie. What a soul tie is is basically when you fool around or have sex with someone that isn't your wife or husband. Um, your souls, literally, and this sounds crazy and superstitious or religious, whatever. And if you're not religious, um, this part of it might like you might be put off by it be like oh that's dumb but just listen to what i say after your souls literally tie together to where there will always be a piece of you connected with a piece of that other person hmm. so now let me put it to you in the physical way you've been broken up with your girlfriend or boyfriend for about six or seven months it was a toxic relationship you didn't have a ton in common you had sex a decent amount of times um the sex was fine it was uh, overall it was basically that's what it was and the relationship you didn't see yourself marrying them and you, you didn't really like them um, you're driving down the road, you're hanging out, a song comes on, reminds you of them. Okay, that's normal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you keep thinking about it a little more, and then a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then you get to the point you're like, maybe we did have something. Maybe we should be together. Hmm. Maybe they are the one. I'm going to call them. No, I shouldn't call them. I really shouldn't. Day goes by. Maybe I should. No. Okay, I'm going to. You call them. Then you meet up. Then you do it again, and over and over, and then you're back together. Hmm. What that is, it's a soul tie. It's literally, and if you and if you don't believe that soul ties are true, listen to what I just said. And if that hasn't happened to you, DM us and like DM us on our Instagram and explain to us how because I want to know. Yeah. Because everybody I've ever known that has struggled with that has happened to. Hmm. And what that is is that when you when you do something that God has um, told us that is so intimate between our husband and our wife, between a husband and a wife, um, there is. There's things that come along with that. It's not just like a clean break. That's not how right. it happens. Right. Um, so that is that is one of the most important things. To me, that is the most important reason to keep yourself pure. Um, and when we're talking, we're not just talking about sex. We're talking about like, and guys, we know that it is, trust me, we are not the guys that are going to sit up here and be like, guys... Y'all need to control yourselves, control your bodies, because it is not hard. Those things are out of control. Yeah, it is not hard for you not to want to um, look at ladies or look at boys. That's not Girls are not even pretty. Yeah, we don't like that. That's, that's not that's what we're saying at all. That's crazy. Literally, we're all human. We've all struggled with it. We've all been like, gosh, we, we got to watch it. Yeah. But the reason that you have to watch that, by, I'm even talking about like watching porn and things like that, is... It literally affects your brain. Hmm. It affects your soul. It affects your heart. If you bring, if you do something like that, um, and as of right now, where where you're standing, it might feel okay. You might be like, "This is this is all right." Like you know, it wasn't the best decision, but it'll be okay, guys. When you get married, it's gonna come back up. Hmm. I promise. And and a lot of the times, the way it comes back up is that um, it's just things aren't as exciting, or you have trouble. You know, like things are. Are, are giving you problems or thoughts or whatever. And, and that's because like when you get married, you don't have the lust with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And guys, lust is can be so many other things besides sexual. Yeah. That's something I didn't know uh, until probably a year ago. It's like just because you're not lusting over sexual things doesn't mean you're not lusting over food. Mm. It doesn't mean you're not lusting after money. It doesn't like the devil loves lust. And if wow. he can't get you on one side, he's going to try to get you on the other. Yeah. 
So that is just a huge thing, just trying to keep ourselves pure, not only for our marriages but in the future, but also for ourselves. If you can keep yourself pure and keep yourself ahead of the game in that area, um, you are going to be so far ahead of what you would have been if not. Like I, yeah. I 100% promise. Drew, let me ask you this. You, you had struggles like every other guy, but you did a great job at you know, keeping, keeping things pure and keeping things right. If you had someone come up to you and say, Drew, how did you do that? What's, what's a way that I could just protect myself? What's a way I'm in a hole. How do I get out? What would you say? Yeah. So, um, I think it all comes down to, um, just trusting the Lord with a lot of that. And what Um, would you even say if someone wasn't even a Christian that asked you that? Yeah. That's a big one. I would say, I would say you look at sex as a reward. Um, the Lord, um, in his word says that it's for a marriage yeah. and, um, when something's for something or maybe it's dated to a certain thing, that's the expectation for when it should happen. Sure. And so if you are able to see sex as a reward to, uh, being married, um, as something that comes along with marriage, it's, it, it makes it a little easier for you to put it off. Yeah. Um, and I think that like anything, like I'm not, I'm not crazy about alcohol. I don't, I'm not, I'm not against it or for it or whatever like that. I do think like in moderation is important with alcohol, but like I was never really exposed to it sure. a lot. So I didn't ever like dabble in it or, or anything like that. So I was able to never acquire a taste for it. Sure. So you don't really miss the things that you're not a part of. That's great. Um, That's... So I think that was one thing, but my wife, she even teaches a, um, she used to teach high school and she did an uh, explanation of this like this is that, um, you are given a gift and that gift can be open before Christmas. Say it was Christmas. Like you have presents under the tree. If you, you can go open the presents before Christmas, if you like, like yeah. your parents tell you that. But when the day Christmas comes and you don't have presents to open, when everybody else is opening presents and talking about how great it is and stuff like that. And you're stuck there with, with not having that. Um, that's, that was a motivator for me. That's such a good representation. Yeah. That's literally perfect. And so whenever I, whenever I got married, I was able to open that gift of sex with my wife who had not opened hers either. And when we were able to open that gift together, it just made it, it was a celebration. That's like amazing. Really cool. Yeah. And if you get to the point to where guys, our society has become so instant and we know you hear this all the time, but when you start treating sex and even emotional things like a Big Mac from McDonald's mm-hmm. or fries that you can just run through and grab and then you're good. Um, what it's going to start doing is, basically giving you less and less and less and less of a gratification until it just becomes another thing that you are getting when you feel the need to get. That's the big thing is that that's the thing that we're trying to get across to you is that this is so much more important than just a, uh, be like, man, I really wish I could, you know, have sex right now. Or man, I'm really hungry. I I could use a Big Mac or man, I really like, you know, let's go get hammered. Like what, like if you see what we're trying to say, is that it's special. It's supposed yeah. to be special. And I can tell you right now, I have the most amazing, beautiful, sexy, incredible wife. And um, it is just, man, there is nothing better than being married and getting getting to have a relationship and have sex with someone that you love with your entire heart and you know that it's not wrong. Yeah, it's guilt-free. It's, a, it's incredible yeah. because there's no... There's no guilt. There's no. There's no worry. There's no like, man. I just, 
I don't know, you know, I, I should, probably shouldn't be doing this. I, I need to just like take a step. But th- there's none of that. Yeah. It's just like, it's it's truly the way God has meant it to be. Mm. And if you are someone that's struggling with that or had problems with that, and you feel even the smallest amount like this could help you or this was for you, I'm Drew and I are just like begging you guys to give this a shot. We're begging you to try to make a change and try to guard yourself, guard your heart, guard your eyes from things that are wrong. Because you, you, even if you're not a Christian, even if you say like, guys, you know, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but God is not really my thing. I'm not in, you know, I'm not involved in it. Like, I still believe that you might even have these same thoughts and have the, gone through the same things that we have. Yeah, totally. And I think you nailed it on the head when you said the world um, has very conveniently packaged sex to be um, to be able to be instantly gratified. Like. Sure. Uh, it's been given out like a Big Mac. It's like a Happy Box meal. Like yeah, it's yeah. got all the stuff there is here, and th- like movies do it that way. Yeah. Songs do it that way. Um, they talk about sex as not a valuable thing. Yeah. And I think when we um, see that sex is something that God ordained, that God created, that that God made for a purpose and for a reason to be sacred. Yeah. Um, we put a lot more value in it. You it's know, huge. like if if I'm driving my bicycle, if I have a bicycle and I'm riding my bicycle around, I'm gonna. I'm going to go and I'm going to throw it down on the ground when I get done with it or maybe kick the kickstand out. But if it's old, I don't really care about it. I'm going to throw it down yeah. and just like put it up against the house or something. But like when I drive my truck, I'm going to park it in a nice parking spot because I don't want anybody to come ding it with their doors and yeah. get them out at Walmart or something like that or like a buggy get ran into it because it's valuable to me. It's and and you, you're more conscious of how you handle things that are more valuable to you. So um, if you value sex, not because of the way it feels or, or what pleasing it does to you, like in the flesh, but if you value it the way God values it, I think you're able to be able to fight that battle better. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. That was perfect. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Um, we really want to tackle these, uh, topics that are just very relevant in today's world. Uh, hopefully hit drugs soon and, um, not hit drugs ourselves, but hit drugs (laughs) in the podcast. But, uh, if this has been helpful for you, please share it, like it, subscribe to our podcast, make sure that you, uh, uh, are able to get any questions to us via our social media uh, at, at Sex, Drugs, and Jesus Christ on Instagram. So please ask us. Let's continue the conversation there. And uh, we love to answer anything you have. Maybe you're insightful for us. We would love for you guys to share um, some insight on maybe how you've battled that battle yourself. Absolutely. And um, also, if you need any type of material, any type of uh, videos or things like that, any resources to kind of further that that study and that battle, uh, I have some great resources uh, that I would love to share with you guys um, that we were able to do and study a while back, a few years ago, from Ben Stewart that are incredible. will change your walk. Yeah, that's great. Um, with being single, with dating, with being engaged, with being married, and all the all the categories. That's awesome. So thank you guys for listening. We love you so much. Hope you enjoyed. But we're not even done yet. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we're not going to do you like that. You already know what it is. It's time for Totally True Stories. Very, very big deal. We're not just going to hang up and leave you like that on the phone. We're going to put you on hold be. either, That's guys. That's not how it is, guys. Guys, you know what this is. Totally True Stories is where we tell a completely true story from our life that sounds absolutely untrue, but it's not. It's It's so true. true. It's so true. So what we're going to do, Drew and I were talking last week. We were at the soda parlor with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Drew told this story. I couldn't believe it. I said, Drew, there's no way that's true. You have to tell the viewers on our podcast. He says, all right, I will. So today, Drew is going to tell us the story 
about the time that he tried out for the Mississippi Mud Pies, that is their three AAA baseball team. Drew also uh, is legally blind in one eye. Listen, guys, legally blind in one eye, what does that even mean anymore? We're in a world of opportunity. So I grew up in a place called Beulah Hubbard. That's real. All the story's real, by the way. <laughs> when I was young, I played softball. I made all-star three years in a row. I was Drew, a big deal. I thought softball was for girls. <laughs> Sorry, baseball. I promise. This you is played real. softball, to be honest. That was the only lie. I played baseball. It was also called T-ball because we had to put the ball on the tee. So I would hit smashers, bro. I'd hit them over the fence all day. So whenever I legit was good, um, stopped playing through high school. Then, touch your leg. Then, <laughs> we, then the Mississippi Mud Pies are very, very prestigious in Mississippi. They're a big Only deal. in Mississippi. Yeah, um, they're huge. A few people from Alabama have heard of them. But I've heard of them. They usually play, uh, it's just like a family pickup game. But they're still AAA somehow. So they we went. <laughs> and I, I auditioned because I <laughs> There's a there's a speaking word part. Uh, <laughs> you have to prepare. He's uh, like, "Hello, <laughs> can I join the mud pies?" You have to do. You have to sing uh, eight bars. You really of, do. of a song, and then you also have to prepare a speech. So I gave my speech. I gave, I sang my song. Uh, they really liked me, but they were like, "This is only twenty percent of the interview," and so. I <laughs> Also had Drew's interview. obviously played a lot of sports, if you can't tell. So after the after the interview, did portion, you have to do jazz hands as well? Jazz hands was a part of the actual show choir part. <laughs> so many, there were so many segments of the of the audition. Very very prestigious. Uh, interview audition spoken word. I had to do uh, a sing eight eight bars. And then finally we got out on the field for the um, for the tryouts. And as I tried out. Uh, they found out that I had uh, I was legally blind in my left eye, and they said that was going to be an issue. So I, the only place on the field I could play was first base. And so I went over to the first base because if you're blind in your left eye, you play third base, not a good thing. Um, you, can still use, <laughs> you can still use your right eye um, on the first baseline. That's so, true. That's very true. Uh, well, as I was in the middle of my audition, they hit the ball straight at me. Um, I, I stuck my glove out, caught it. Bro, it was it was really cool. You would you would have liked it, yeah, yeah. The craziest part about it is that's really normal in baseball. It's extremely <laughs> normal. Uh, usually, that happens. I think it's ninety nine point seven percent of the time. It's a very high statistic, but I was <laughs> proud of myself because all my friends used to be like, "One eye, Drew, you can't make anything happen with like, that." You're too, too stupid, boy. Go back show choir. And but it it was a great day. Um, they ended up putting my name on the roster, but wow. that was uh, it was under the um, the the blind blind roster. They said they that they didn't have <laughs> the, they didn't have uh, an actual position for me. They actually wanted me to stay in the dugout and pick up like like sunflower seed shells. And um, <laughs> very so, tedious job, by the way. Yeah, you pick them up only one at a time because they gave me a little small sack um, to stick them in, but um, it wasn't big enough to like put a a pile in. That's just abusive. Yeah, so uh, that that was my story. We had we had fun. I uh, played a lot of baseball that year. Um, watched more baseball than I played. Um, <laughs> watched through one eye. I bet that one eye got really strong. That one eye actually got very strong. I actually ended up started covering up my good eye, so my my bad eye would get better. And um, not, b- believe it or not, I'm I'm now twenty seventy five, so um, I'm, cool. I'm actually getting a lot better. But thank you for listening to the story. If you guys want to see that audition, uh, you can check it out on www.youtube.com slash forward slash you gotta type in forward slash audition with Drew baseball dreams come true backslash babyboyjazzhands.com Mississippi Mud Pies yeah you can check it out there Uh, say that the podcast brought you yeah we appreciate it love kisses